in today's readings. There's a call to conversion, Conver conversion of the heart. Conversion, that means turning away from things that we do which are sinful. It's a call to realize that God can do extraordinary things for us. He can wash us clean. He can cleanse us from stains which we have acquired by way of life which is not of God. And the first, from the first reading, what we do here is Prophet Isaiah. We have to remember that this is the beginning, the first chapter of Isaiah. And so what Isaiah is turning to the people, turning to the people of both Judea, the southern kingdom, and also northern kingdom, Israel. He says, he says, come now, come to the Lord, because you have stained yourself, you have weakened yourself, you have followed that which is not of God. And this is why he calls them, you know, come princes of Sodom, come leaders, leaders of the people, people of Gomorrah. The symbol of, of Sodom and Gomorrah is a symbol of people who disregard God's ways, who live and embrace life of, of sinfulness, and there's very concrete manifestation of what the consequences are. Sin that brought, brought down destruction, sin that brought down complete annihilation of both the cities and the people who are in it, which means the first teaching from Isaiah is, is a reminder. He says, look what happens to people who do not follow the Lord, who do not follow his commandments. There's no such things as value-free you know, behavior. I can do whatever I wish, it doesn't matter. No, it matters. It matters. This is why, you know, for us, when we follow this sort of deistic approach to God, we believe in God, but we kind of, we accept the fact is that he doesn't seem to be interested in whatever we do. He's like a clock maker who, you know, builds the clock, lets it run on its own. No, it's not true. God is God who not only is involved with our activity, not only is involved with everything that we do, but there's a certain expectations from the Lord that we will use our brain, that we will use our reason, that we will use our common sense and not to do things which are destructive. And you know, 10 Commandments is nothing sort of extraordinary. It is something that we know innately that it is true. Yes, it is true. If we embrace some, something else to be our God, then, then we have to live the consequences. If money is our God, then we know what happens. If flesh is our God and a human and, 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 you know, passions are the things which are driving us, we know what will happen. We know if we, you know, allow evil to rule our hearts, what does it do? We know what, what happens, you know, down, down deep, we're, we're distrust, distraught in our hearts. We can't let do that. So, so therefore, you know, when Isaiah speaks to the people, not to the leaders of the people and the people, he reminds them of this truth. Yes, it matters what you do. Yes, it matters. And it's not only matters because, you know, particular actions have consequences, but yes, but particular actions have dire consequences and, and, and they will destroy you. So this is how he addresses immediately in one simple word. He says, hear the word of God, 
hear the word of God, you people who are, are in the same situation as, as Sodom, people of Sodom and same situations, people of Gomorrah. Okay, so that's the first, but why does he say that? Why is Isaiah, although we don't have this reading because we kind of skip, you know, from chapter one, we go right into, you know, verse 10 and then we skip to 16 and 20. But if you were to read the whole, the whole of Isaiah chapter one, you know why. He says, look, what's going on inside of you? You know, you're rebellious, you're rebellious. It's like a, you know, you know, the, 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 the rebellion of, of against creator who made you, who formed you. He is the one who made you the way you are. And yet, and you're rebellious because of sin in you, you know, that which you have acquired. So he says, but, but Saint Isaiah says, okay, if you follow this way of rebellion, does it bring you harmony? Does it bring you peace? Does it bring you, you know, some form of fulfillment? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do that. As a matter of fact, it's the contrary. So, so therefore his call is, is convert, come back to God, wash yourselves clean. And not only that, he says, wash yourself clean. Don't, don't think that just, just, you know, the, the sacrifices that you, that you do will take everything away. No, he says, you, there's got to be a conversion of the heart because it's much easier to offer sacrifices. It's much easier to offer sacrifices to God. Um, you know, external things which do not change us. You know, we can offer gifts, we can offer things for, 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 for other people, but it has to be something that, that, is, that, is, that goes deeper into our hearts. So wash yourselves clean. And then the Lord says to us, put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil, learn to do good, make justice your aim, redress the wrong. Hear the orphans plea and defend the widow. What we have here in those quick, four verses is is the is is what what was known as the code of holiness not only the ten commandments but was the code of holiness because it is cease not only to do evil learn to do good but make justice your aim redress the wrong hear the orphans plea defend the widow take care of the poor take care of those who are who can't rely on their own means because they don't have it and then the lord continues and then he invites us to realize that he can make the difference, that he can make the difference, okay? Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Because it's not because of what we're doing, but what God can do for us. Though your sins be as scarlet, which means very visible to everybody, to ourselves and to others, they may become white snow. It's an invitation to conversion and to reliance on God. They, though they be crimson red, they may become white as wool. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the land because there's a blessing from conversion that flows. There's a blessing that comes from God's mercy and that can cleanse us. But if you refuse and resist, the sword shall consume you. There'll be consequences. Death will follow for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You know, that, that invitation is, is by, by Isaiah is very, you know, fitting for, for this time of Lent, the invitation to become, to become truly uh, cleansed, purified. And we know that this cleansing comes 
you know, during the Lenten season is by way of confession. Confession is, is the way, examination of conscience. We look into our hearts. You know, when people come here to the shrine, and especially, you know, when we have these major celebrations of, you know, Divine Mercy Sunday or, or, or you know, or large groups of people, we usually give to those who are waiting for, for to make confession because the lines often are very long. And so we offer to them a special type of holy card. You know, it's like a card, as you can see, and it has an examination of conscience. So as they're waiting in line, they can look at the, look at themselves and more deeply look into their lives so that they can cleanse and conform their heart into, into God's ways. Because it is by this gift, by examining of our conscience, by acknowledging our sins, by confessing them, the Lord purifies and cleanses us. And so this is that invitation. So, you know, during, uh, you know, during this Lenten season, we are invited to make sacramental confession. And as you know that, you know, the, the old traditional way of doing at least once a year, you know, go to confession at least once a year, you know, because otherwise if we don't, what happens to us, we sort of kind of become, you know, sort of hardened the way we do things. We don't recognize, we don't see it anymore. We have to be more tender. You know, sometimes, you know, people may, may come to confession after many years of not being there and they have a hard time even saying what, what they have done. It's not that, you know, we, we are sinners, we should confess mortal, mortal sins, primarily that which destroys our relationship with God. But there's also so many other things that we do. So we have to ask the Lord, he says, you have to, make me aware of my own sinfulness. You know, examination of conscience, you know, the, the uh, looking at the 10 commandments, am I, I am the Lord your God, you shall, you shall not have any other gods before me. So do we love the Lord with all our heart? Do we love him who loves us? Do I pray daily and trust in him or have I failed to place my confidence in him instead of I put all the other things in front of God, you know, we do everything else because we have to, but then we forget that the Lord who, who makes us, who makes us uh, truly beautiful before him, who makes us not only holy, but gives us the, the grace of that holiness, which we have an effect on others. We can't take, you know, and create other things, money, sex, or power, or whatever it is, create that as, as being our God, because we see the consequences. You know, we see around us, you know, in the world of, of, of social and political structures, we see what happens when, when people choose other means, you know. There's, a, there's, always, the, there's the, always the scandal. There's always the painful reality. If we, if we make something else our God, we see we have to live the consequences. You know, for us religious and priests as well, we're invited to live that, that true holiness because otherwise we don't, we are not effective. We can scandalize people by what we do or what we don't do, you know? So that's the invitation for all of us to live that we choose God as our only one, the only one that we can't choose some, some other gods because they, they do really bring us, you know, um, destruction ultimately, even though for a while they may function, they may work, we were happy, but ultimately they bring disaster. And, you know, and then not taking the Lord's name in vain. He wants us to make his name holy. And if we use his name for other purposes, 
then again, we, 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 even though we may say that you know, we want to follow the Lord, but if we abuse his name and, and make, make it instead of, of true um, to proclaim his holiness by, by the way we live, then we have to live the consequences again because people don't listen to us. We reduce our ability to convey the truth because by my, by our mouth we may take away, you know, the the the, the greatness of what who we, who we are, the greatness of who we are as people of God, and of course we have the, all the other commandments that follow. They bring forth, you know, the the you know the, uh, the that 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 greatness of God, that holiness of God, which we are to live, because the way we respect people, the way we treat one another. Is, is as St. John would say, you know, if you say you love the Lord, but you hate your brother or disrespect your brother or whatever, then you're a liar because it's not possible for us to do that. So the Lord says to us today, you know, from, from the first reading that we can come back to him. And, and then through the responsorial Psalms, we have this invitation. He says to the upright, I will show the saving power of God to the upright, which means to those who follow the Lord's commandments, I will show the, the saving power of God because it's not in your sacrifices that we have forgiveness, but it is in that purity of heart. So now the last thing is today we're invited to, to not to follow the path of hypocrisy. And this is what the gospel speaks to us today. Jesus says to us and to the crowds, look, the Pharisees, they were placed in the role of being a teacher. So they're teachers because they take the chair of Moses, which means they're teachers, they're instructors. However, the Lord says, yes, listen to what the teaching of Moses is, teaching of God is, but do not follow the example. And the Lord was, was, was very critical of people and when Pharisees became almost like a name, but, but of people who do not live what they preach. And of course, as again, as priests religious, we have to be always careful, always be attentive because we become Pharisaic. But then it's for everybody, for all the Christians, for all the Catholics, which are, you know, which are following the Lord, that we, we, that we be careful not to, not to become Pharisaical, not to become hypocritical, because hypocrisy is, is something that takes away all our ability to convey, to convince. It takes everything away because how often we criticize others and yet we do the same. You know, we look at somebody else, you know, from the perspective of our strength, but we should look also from the perspective of our weakness. And so this is the invitation. And then the Lord continues that, we, you know, we cannot, we cannot follow the example of those who do it for the show, for external, uh, you know, uh, for, for, for people to see, but, but quietly in our heart, what do we do? And again, this is the invitation from our faith is that sin is begotten first in our heart. So in, 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 in the quiet moments, we should look at ourselves and say, okay, am I living my faith when nobody sees? Am I living my faith when only God who sees me is able to, to acknowledge and to judge? You know, because it is in that very depths of who we are that God can see. 
you know, and, and finally, I'd like to just say one more thing, you know, you know, around us, the world around us, we see all, all these manifestations of, of infidelities, of moving away from God as a culture, we are moving away from, from things which actually bring us greatness. I know, I remember, I remember the, you know, you might have read the, uh, if you, if you, if you read, because some in some places in college, you're expected to read Machiavelli's Prince. You know, Machiavelli was, was a writer in, during Renaissance and, and, and he wrote how the future, how king, kings, how children of royal families, of children of leaders should be formed. And, and, and there he speaks of, of something which, which actually introduced into the world a lot of, lot of, um, uh, evil. And I have to say in the following way, King Henry was educated on, on the, on this new book called the Prince, Machiavelli's Prince, and where he rejects the model of sanctity, Christian sanctity from among the leaders. He says that if, if kings are following the gospel, they will become weak leaders. They will be weak leaders. And so therefore we have to go back to what the, um, the old pagan leaders used to do, you know, be strong, be powerful, uh, you know, eliminate people if, if necessary for the purpose of whatever goals they have. And this way, in this way, they will be strong leaders because for, for many centuries, you know, the kings strove to be saints. And we, as we know, many, many, many countries, we have so many leaders, kings who are saintly, who took care of the poor, who are building hospitals, who take care of, of those who are in need. And then sometimes, you know, during after the Renaissance, uh, those who especially who are introduced into this model of, of, of being strong leaders by the example of the pagan leaders, uh, this was reintroduced into Europe. And we know the consequences. The leadership was considered to be, you have to be forceful, you have to be powerful, aggressive, eliminate, you know, don't, you know, don't have any type of compassionate look at others. No, you step over, step over others. And we, we know the consequences of this type of leadership. It cannot be with us. We have to have people, not only we as, as in religious, um, religious communities or, or in the church, the leadership has to be always leadership of service, leadership of holiness, leadership of truly taking care of the people who are entrusted to us. Maybe then today, and this is what, this is what Isaiah was saying, hear the word princes of Sodom, hear the words of princes of Sodom, you know, princes and the people follow the Lord because this brings salvation, brings our happiness, and, and God gives us the graces that we need to live a life of true holiness. God has invited us, and you know, and, and, and as we proclaim his mercy, because God is truly God of love and mercy, and he will always welcome us, we have to realize that we, we, we are men and women who have been wounded by sin, who are not always protected or by, by, by our own way of living, but also by others. So we have to always turn to the Lord and seek his love, seek his mercy, for his mercy knows no bounds. His forgiveness is always for those who, who follow him and seek his, his kindness and compassion.
compassion. May, may this day today, as we are invited to do our examination of conscience, know that God is inviting us to turn away from sin, to live a life of the gospel so that we may attain salvation, eternal joy. Christ has offered himself for us. We have the means, we have the power, we have the grace to become God, God's people, his chosen people, peculiarly his own, that bring forth this incredible gift, which is God's holiness, his divinizing power into this world. He's the one and he will help us and will attain our salvation. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.